it's important that in your email communication or even verbal communication that you don't sabotage the positions or the, the things that you're saying to undermine the position that you're in later. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong, and I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Um, I'll send that to you right now. Perfect. Thank you, Marco. Thanks, buddy. All right. See ya. So whenever we're negotiating... Oh, were you recording that? Yes. This is recorded and we're actually on a, on a yeah, segment right okay. now. Yeah. So I just had a conversation with Owen, who's out of Vancouver in Canada, and he's negotiating back and forth with an agent and has given a position of, I need to be buying a property under 1.4 million. And the property was originally listed for one point, actually over 2 million, then 1.9. Then they said 1.7 would be the lowest that they can go. And now they're at one, basically I'll, I'll bring it if it's at 1.5. But Owen has stated his position that we need to be below 1.4. And I call that the stair-stepping strategy where we're below a certain number um, mm-hmm. versus a very specific number. And I have tons of content on that as you need that information. But if you are, the, the reaction that most people have when an agent then goes, okay, well, bring me something over 1.5, is then they make an offer that's over 1.5. So now who's in control? The agent is in control. And it undermines our position of we need to be under 1.4. As I stated on the call, it's like your parents saying, you know, be home at 11 o'clock and then you come home at midnight or say, yeah, I'll see you at midnight. What's going to happen? You know, shit's going to hit the fan. Mm -hmm. So it's important that in your email communication or even verbal communication that you don't sabotage the positions or the, the things that you're saying to undermine the position that you're in later. Because if you say 1.4 and then you start negotiating in the 1.5s, then you're not trustworthy. Uh, You're saying something, but then you're not backing it up. And if the agent isn't even willing to bring it to the seller, uh, unless it's over 1.5, well, that's really not a good agent. An agent should be bringing any and all opportunities to the seller. And unless there was very specific instructions by the agent, uh, sorry, by the seller to the agent saying, if it's not over this number, don't even, I don't want to see it. But even then I would still say, I got a low offer. Do you want to see it? And if they say, no, that's fine. It's cash and it's quick. You sure don't want to see it? Okay, let me take a look at it. And that's kind of the point. So when you're negotiating, understand that every word you say, specifically when it's in writing, it counts and you don't want to sabotage yourself. You know, uh, yeah, you made uh, you made two points actually. I was concerned if so if it's if it's netting netting if I heard correctly over six hundred thousand, right? Well, it's grossing. Gross. Uh, sorry, yeah. six hundred thousand. So just say they keep two hundred of it. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Two two yeah, plus about two hundred. And they have twenty three rooms that are out of commission, unavailable. What's preventing from getting those rooms available online is forty thousand dollars. There's something underlying there that why would you just want to spend forty thousand if you're making two two hundred plus to spend the forty thousand to open up twenty three more rooms mm-hmm. that can generate you more money 
and, and you nailed it. There's something beyond that. And also maybe the 1.5, like each agent has a fiduciary responsibility to give every offer to the seller, unless the seller specifically said, I can't do anything on the 1.5 because I maybe I have a mortgage at 1.5. What's stopping you? So from- another question he could have asked, and he did touch upon it. Uh, he said, I did ask, but the agent doesn't know. Another question you could ask is, is there something that's preventing them from that's going right. under yeah. 1.5? And if the agent comes back, he can go back to the seller and says, is there something preventing you? Yeah, I got a mortgage for 1.499. I'm like, all right, well, now we know we are. But or maybe they want to net a certain amount in their pockets, and that tells you what their cash need or the immediate cash need is. But we wouldn't know that unless we know what their debts are. Right, but you, by <clears throat> asking that question, you may know why. True. And the only reason I'm not going in that direction, and it's not wrong to ask, that's definitely going to be a question that is asked how much is, how much debt is on the property, because you might not know this, but every debt is, you can take over. If there's debt on a property, you can service that debt and take over the property with the debt in place. Now there are ways of of doing this. So it doesn't activate the due on sale clause because there are due on sale clauses, but just because there's a due on sale clause and the bank doesn't want that to happen, doesn't mean it can happen. We do it all the time. In this case, I want to focus on the issue, which is what the agent, what, uh, basically it's picking up what is dropped. Uh, the agent said, I can't submit an offer unless it's over 1.5 when we specifically said that we need to be over uh, under 1.4 to do that. So I want to challenge the agent on that point first, reiterate our position that we can pay cash and close quickly. So why wouldn't you bring it to the offer? I mean, bring it to the seller. And even in that response, also add, is there something that stops the seller from going under 1.5? What's the problem? And it doesn't mean that there's a debt. It could be that maybe the seller is buying another acquisition and he needs that money. He may not eat all of it at once. He may be buying something for 1.5 and needs it, but he may only need a million right now. So again, asking that question, is there... Or if the debt is only a million, maybe they really need the 500. But I'm saying, asking that question, is there something preventing the seller from going below 1.5 does not make an assumption that we're asking if there's a debt on the property. And again, yes, it's too premature. It's like, you know... It's too uh, soon. It's it's too soon. It's like kissing when you first shake hands. But there could be... Debt can be one thing, but there could be acquisition. There could be other things. There could be a Mm -hmm. medical issue. He needs something. You don't know. Uh, Some but, sort of immediate cash need in order to make it that yeah. based on what the uh, what's going on with the property. And at that point, it's fact finding through negotiation, through going back and forth without sabotaging our position. And if you understand those concepts, um, you'll be a much better negotiator. And what's interesting is that he said that they've been chasing him and coming back to him over and over and over again. And the price went from 2 million plus to 1.5. So that's another signal that Either there's motivation and or maybe there's an underlying reason why nobody's bought it yet if they've been coming down that many times. Right. Yeah. And he's close. He's at yeah. around 75% of value and we want to be 5% less. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's 5% actually makes a big difference. And again, Owen lives in uh, Vancouver and Victoria in uh, British Columbia in Canada. And this property, I don't even know where it is. It doesn't even matter. But it's an asset that we're negotiating on. And uh, the process is pretty much the same, whether it's single family, uh, multifamily, a uh, hotel, or you know whatever. It's understanding uh, how to manipulate the pieces on the board, and every action uh, has a reaction that should go with that without undermining your position, which is uh, was the whole point of the call. Now, I most likely edited the call uh, that you just heard, but it's fairly exciting to see this process unfold. And Owen is fairly new. He's only been uh, under my wing for just a couple months. It happens quickly when you follow the process. Mm-hmm. Anything to add, boys? No.
looking forward to the uh, yeah. to the next uh, and again it's step. it's one question so it, he's got to go back to the agent like you said do the one question it's like baking the cake like you said mm -hmm. right you can't rush can't baking rush the baking cake. cake so it's one question yeah he has series of questions and we all have series mm -hmm. of questions because there's there's a lot of unknown but it's one question pick up what they drop go with your next question and you start peeling that onion with zero excitement yeah be married to the process and not the result see you on the next one if you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.